in a world where everyone and their brother has a podcast. One stands alone. It's been called one of the podcasts of all time. Welcome to Internet Killed the Video Store. This week on Internet Killed the Video Store, we have returning with us Gray Gordon, one of the Batman. So we found it fitting to bring him back for The Flash, which yeah. was very Batman adjacent, I think purposely so, and all the marketing to kind of hide the uh, Ezra Miller factor. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. How do we intro you? What's like the first line on your bio? Demo listen? Yeah, I guess demo listen. Since we're on a podcast, I gotcha. feel like promoting another podcast is probably like the most fitting plug I could do and the most concise and easy kind of catch all thing. So yeah, I do a podcast called Demo Listen. We listen to like punk, hardcore, and metal music primarily, but anything kind of adjacent and under that broad umbrella. So plenty of like indie rock, even so far as emo, jangle pop, that kind of stuff. And uh, we talk about it earnestly, sometimes to the annoyance of our listeners and to bands who are on the show. But, you know, it's worth noting that we're two guys that sit in a basement surrounded by like D&D paraphernalia. So if anybody takes our opinion seriously, that's kind of on them. I try to give that in the preamble of every episode. But yeah, Demo Listen Podcast. If uh, any of that sounds interesting to you, that's probably the thing to check out. Awesome. Well, yeah. Welcome to Max's basement. Yes. (laughs) Thanks for having me back on. We got no Ben this week. He was... I don't know if we ever told you, but his mic, for some reason, like none of the input went in when we did that Batman one. Oh, really? So he was just lost, like on our mic pickups. Oh, you did tell me that, yeah. Because <laughs> and I remember like listening to back to some yeah. of the episode, and you you managed to salvage him pretty well. You yeah. did some good work in post. We tried. Yeah, he was a little shy about sticking up for his dude Chris Nolan too. So <laughs> that was we felt like we had to come back like the next episode. Like he's not the worst, right? Yeah, he's, right. he's still like him. Sure. There was no Chris Nolan. I thought maybe he might show up like a little bit in the Flashverse. No, not even a hint. Katie Holmes, something. Nothing, dude. (laughs) They couldn't get a morsel. No, they're trying to leave that entirely in the past. I think there was an Inception Hmm. poster. I noticed that was as close as they got. Oh, was there an Inception poster? In a weed guy Barry Allen's room. Uh, Okay, (laughs) he had like Mars Attacks and Inception, and I can't remember. There's something else. I saw the Mars Attacks poster. I I did take note of that. A lot of Warner stuff, obviously, for sure. You guys don't (laughs) think they even tried to get someone from the Nolan universe? I don't know. I mean, to tie in with all the multiverse stuff. It seems like it would be an easy enough move to to make, and mm-hmm. the fact that it was omitted tells me that somebody wasn't interested in making yeah. the effort. You know, mm-hmm. I could kind of see Nolan, like with his whole fallout with Warner, being like, "You're not touching any of my yeah. shit." <laughs> For sure, oh, yeah, I could see that 100. percent And I'm not sure, like, how ownership works in these ma- on these massive levels as right. far as like uh, IP and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. who yeah. knows? What did you think? I don't think I asked you after we saw it. Did you enjoy no, The Flash? I always try not to talk to you about the movies we go and see together. Get the raw reaction. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely liked it more than I expected to. Yeah. Expectations were kind of low going in because I'd already heard people talking quite a bit of shit about it. And it seemed like one of those blood in the water movies for critics. Sure. Like, long time coming, you know, seven year development and a yeah. bunch of. Uh, you know, churn in the directors and writers and everyone like that'll do that to a movie. So 
some of that's probably warranted. And yeah, I don't think it's flawless by any means, but I think I was just relieved that it wasn't just another superhero movie, at least not to me. You know, that's kind of what I was going and expecting. And then it ended up just being more of like a time travel movie. And I mean, that alone, just giving a different focus other than just the hero and the villain or whatever it ends up being in a lot of the modern superhero stuff. It's like we had something else to do. It was like using a superhero and doing a different kind of film. And I'd like to see more stuff like that, I think. What's your relationship with The Flash? We know Batman's yeah. top dog, but... I mean, I'm currently wearing a Flash <laughs> t-shirt. He's up oh, there yeah. for you? Uh, and he's not... I don't know, ne- know necessarily that he's up there. And also, I should note that this is a Flash 90s TV series t-shirt. <laughs> there you so go. Yeah. It's about as specific a Flash piece of, <laughs> piece of merchandise you could get. I like The Flash uh, a fair amount. He doesn't have... He's not, like, in my pantheon in the same way that a Batman character is, you know, but I enjoy the flash. I've always enjoyed the flash. I always think that he's like in particularly in some of my favorite, like justice league runs. He's an integral component of like what ties the group dynamic together. But that said, I also think he works better within the context of a group dynamic and it's tough. Like a flash vehicle is like a tough sell. Yeah. Um, because like his his rogues gallery is like a little bit less notable, et cetera, et cetera. Luckily that didn't really come into play in this film because it was, as Max just pointed out, like a very different type of film than the typical sort of DCEU fair that we've gotten so far. And yeah. they're telling a different story with it. But yeah, my relationship with the Flash is like slightly above casual. Like I've read the big sort of key points of like flash cannon like flashpoint and stuff like that that Mm -hmm. were kind of inspirations for this i'm definitely not on a take him take him or leave him level like i like the flash i think he's a critical component of like dc lore but i'm not a huge fanboy either you know what do you think so far of him in the dceu with ezra miller's portrayal like were you a fan just kind of was what he was no no (laughs) i wasn't a fan but also like I'm I'm like very outspokenly like not a fan of any of those movies on pretty much any level. Yeah. And I think like one of the worst components of those films is like the characterization is just bad kind of across the board. Right. Not just with Flash. Not just with yeah. Flash. I just think yeah. the characterization is is rough. It's very like I don't know, dude. It's like it's very uneven from film to film. Um, it's hard to feel like you're seeing the same characters on screen between films. And yeah. also like even within the same movie sometimes it's like you go from this sort of like quirky, super like uh, still wearing skinny jeans, kind of millennial, like he's right behind me, isn't he type of humor <laughs> to like now I'm a gritty, very deeply affecting character yeah. within the span of moments sometimes. <laughs> right. So it's been tough to even like feel any sort of like uh, there's 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 a, a, a distinct lack of pathos in like the DC films up to and I think in including Flash. So mm-hmm. I haven't really connected with his on screen portrayal very well. Yeah, the tone of this one was kind of all over the place. Yeah. Like it started very like cutesy humor, but then like yeah, like when he said "fuck" at the end, I was like, "Oh god, are there kids in here?" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> it got real heavy. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Made yeah. some dick jokes in there. I was like, but, "Yeah, there's I don't some know dick if the jokes." The Flash should be doing that. Yeah, right. I mean, I could see that the Flash definitely makes dick jokes. Yeah. No doubt, I could see the Flash <laughs> making dick jokes, but like. In that particular setting, yeah, it's a little... I think the tone issues carried over into this film, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think it's, like, an easy thing to say just because it's been out there a lot recently, but 
CGI was so bad in this. It was like, very bad. Green Lantern levels. Like, why are they CGI in the suits again? Did they I not learn anything? Oh, dude. I don't know what was going on. So I had a moment where I, like, tried to be my best self <laughs> and, like, really give the creators of this film the benefit of the doubt. And when he first sort of enters into the, the, the like, the Speed Force time bubble. Oh, yeah. I was like... This is an artistic decision, right? <laughs> like with the CGI. That's what the director said. Right. People have asked him. He's like, it's supposed to look like that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. But then like there are other moments where it felt like the CGI that definitely wasn't supposed to be an artistic decision was like eerily similar to that, <laughs> yeah. which was supposedly an artistic decision. So I was like, I don't know. That feels like a retroactive sort of like... Ah, yeah, we for, we meant to do that for yeah, sure, no right. doubt, you know? Artistic <laughs> excuse. Yeah, for sure. And they had, like, quite a bit of extra time. You would think they'd have time to iron all that shit out. Like, it wasn't Man, like they rushed this one out. I don't know what to out. say at this point, because yeah. I feel bad for the people that are working at the effects company. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, I don't think any of those people would try to argue that it was good. No, I think they'd probably not. tell you our working conditions are bad and yeah. that's why you got right. what you got exactly yeah but yeah i don't i don't know just the suit design i've never really been a fan of like the whole Snyderverse look like he just looked like turbo man from jingle all the way <laughs> he did yeah. look like turbo man actually that's a good point it's <laughs> a good point i hadn't even considered that yeah. all the costumes in the Snyderverse. i remember thinking this injusticely because you've got like superman batman and flash all standing together and their costumes all have this like very smooth like snug to their muscles look yeah which i don't know yeah it's like do that with one of those guys because they're built and good opportunity to do that or whatever but right you don't need to do that with like three of the characters that are for sure aquaman's kind of like that too there's not a lot of texture to their costumes beyond like just the base texture which i don't think is very interesting yeah are you a big fan of any of the multiverse movies? That seems to be the rut we're stuck in with comic books lately. I've had enough, dude. <laughs> yeah. I've had absolutely enough it of it. It seems to have broken the model. Like, this has kind of even disrupted Marvel to an extent. Yeah. Were there any that you enjoyed, or was it immediately you felt like it was just not for you? Like, of multiverse films in general? Yeah, or was there, like, a certain movie that broke you and was like, okay, I'm sick of this stuff now? I feel like it's been a really slow burn for me feeling just broken by like mainstream comic book movies in general mm-hmm. because i felt like i felt like a late holdout on stuff where i'm like no guys it's still pretty good <laughs> there's still some good stuff in here or at the and then i kind of pivoted to like well it's mostly not very good but we're just having fun are right. we just having fun with it <laughs> right. and then it seems like overnight like finally i just woke up one day and i was like enough dude <laughs> i've had fun anymore. enough of this shit <laughs> And I like this movie to me kind of it felt like a a nail in the coffin for me, like even like so like when I watched like the Spider-Man multiverse film, right, for example, I had a really good time with it. But like the cracks in the armor were kind of very apparent to me. Wait, which we talking about? No, I'm not talking about the I'm talking about live action. Okay, No Way Home. Yeah, yeah, No Way Home. Yes. So when I watched (laughs) No Way Home, it was like the cracks in the armor were hyper apparent where it was just like. 
okay, there's a lot of shoehorning going on here. There's a lot of cameos at the expense of like narrative continuity or even just basic sort of narrative strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like in, in absence of like character building moments, there's just these like really bold sort of like remember this visual <laughs> moments yeah. that felt very much like a waste of what overall was a pretty good movie, like a fun movie. Yeah. But after watching that, even though I felt generally satisfied, it felt like a, 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 a nice snack. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it was like, while I'm eating it, I'm like, yeah, this is good, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have to eat something more substantial <laughs> to feel satisfied. Right. I'm going to have to eat a meal in like two hours. <laughs> so that was like the last sort of moment in which I felt still kind of hopeful. And like, <laughs> I had this like youthful vigor about me in relation to this new emerging multiverse trend. Yeah. And now I, like this was the final straw for me where I was like, no, no more. No more. I'm done with this like fully done with this and they're like the remember when in this movie is like it felt like they had a gun to michael keaton's head <laughs> they were like say the line yeah. say it say the nuts <laughs> line you know i was just oh, like yeah. oh yeah. dude michael you did birdman you know what i mean you <laughs> right you you elevated beyond this you didn't have to come back for this surely you've invested <laughs> over the years you didn't have to do this like who's do they have your kids you know what i mean uh, like are they are they holding your wife hostage somewhere i didn't think about the birdman thing until like halfway through he showed up in the movie and then it really was like Wait, why is he doing this? Yeah, 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 <laughs> he for <didn't>... sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to do this. He doesn't have right. to do this. He's celebrated. He's well-loved. Right. right. And he and... even was, like, in a, a much more, like, well-liked and, like, critically well-regarded, like, superhero franchise. Like, yeah, he's in yeah. Spider-Man, and he was, like, oh, yeah. great as yeah, the Vulture. Like, so good yeah. as the Vulture. Like, a, yeah. probably one of the more compelling on-screen comic book villains of the modern era, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? You know, and... For some reason, he's still doing the, you want to get nuts, let's get nuts yeah. line. I mean, Birdman was like the look back at his career and, and that project and everything in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. To think that what is this? he turned down Batman forever because Tim Burton wasn't going to be there, but he signed up for this. That yeah. just sucks. Yeah. I mean, time is the great equalizer, I guess, you know? I mean, who knows? Maybe he's fallen on hard times lately. Yeah house got foreclosed on or something you know i don't i don't know what i'm not counting <laughs> michael keaton's pockets right you know what i'm saying so i don't know what he had he maybe he just did what he felt like he had to do yeah. to secure a future for him and his but <laughs> i just i know for me it felt my heart broke a little bit when he did yeah. the i am batman i'm batman line and yeah just, is that how you felt ryan yeah, yeah. like i told max like i had n- really no interest in seeing the flash movie before this but yeah. then they just did all the gratuitous michael keaton stuff yeah. in the trailer and it's like yeah like it worked yeah. i want to go see this now <laughs> for sure yeah i had but, to yeah like i saw uh, michael shannon explain it as like He's like just returning to this role. I just felt like somebody's action figure. Yes. Like it was yeah. not fulfilling at all. For sure. It's I like was that, honestly like. <laughs> that kind of explains it. Yeah. I couldn't believe they got Michael Shannon Me to neither. show up for that. <laughs> Me neither. You know, not was, that he's huge, but he's such a respectable actor. And yeah. Everything, yeah. And he like, must have had like a multi-film deal or something. It was like, fine. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll do it. It's potential. <laughs> that's potentially true. Yeah. To That's, put so much Man of Steel in this movie, too, I was like, it's very like they're still trying to retcon sure. all the people that died in Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus, just let it go. Yeah. Let this multiverse die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you think that's what it was? A little bit. I mean, they yeah, kind of but... alluded to that with Barry saving that little kid, right? 
Yeah, but this time they blew up like this time they made it so Zod won, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they killed Barry was just like, We can't save this fucking Snyderverse. We gotta let oh, it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's done. That did feel symbolic in a way. It's mm-hmm. the end of it. The line that felt very symbolic to me in just such a strange way is when Flash tells Michael Keaton, We can't bring you back, can we? And he says, You already did. It's like you brought me back for this movie, so no, I'm not yeah, going back for another it, one after this. <laughs> yeah, this is one and done, pal. You right. already did. I did see, like, throughout all the regime changes at Warner Brothers, they shot, I think, three different endings to this movie. Okay. And so the Clooney ending was the final thing they settled on. Like, <sighs> this gives us a nice little punchline, but we don't have to commit to anything for the future. Right. They had one with... Uh, Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill, obviously that had to be scrapped. Yeah. I can't remember what the first one was, but yeah, all the different iterations. There was one point where like Michael Keaton had come back and filmed himself as Batman in The Flash and Batgirl, and they were going to scrap both, and like no one was ever going to see him do it. <laughs> it's just insane. Insane. Like, how these things are being wielded, just basically, yeah, like action figures, just to merchandise to people ready to hey, buy up man. the DC brand. Sounds sure. like the kind of stuff I was saying about the Obi-Wan series. And it's oh, funny because yeah. I was thinking before we went to see this, Ryan's going to get his heart broken by Michael Keaton Batman, <laughs> just like I did by the oh, Obi-Wan yeah. series. Yeah, that was a really bummer of a series. I'm sure you guys talked about yeah. it already on this show, but that was a real bummer of a series. <laughs> yeah, I kind of went off on that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, had some, I had feelings about it. I think after I watched it, I did some... I mean, this is as boomer as it gets, but I posted some sort of long Facebook missive, <laughs> just like, okay, that's enough. You know, yeah, like, yeah. just like, I love Star Wars so much. Like, it was near and dear to me, and this finally broke me. That said, <laughs> I did watch Andor, and it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I think it's just gotten to this point where it can actively disrupt the thing that you like. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. I'm concerned that when I go back and watch Star Wars stuff that I like, I'm going to be thinking about those like five dumbass fights that yeah. Darth Vader and Obi-Wan had in some <laughs> field of rocks. Right. So so you know what I've been doing to counteract this and I and I'm doing the exact same thing to sort of like decompress and step back from the comic book movie phenomenon that we're currently in right now. So with the Star Wars stuff I've been trying to actively recalibrate my brain to deny the existence of this stuff by mm-hmm. going back and reading like the Timothy Zahn like Heir to the Empire novels <laughs> yeah. and reading like the old Dark Horse like Star Wars comics nice. and kind of like diving re- way back and I'm like I'm about to replay like Shadows of the Empire and reread Shadows of the Empire and stuff and I'm just doing a thing where I'm basically creating like a denial bubble in my mind <laughs> where I'm like no this is still the real canon yeah. for me Bring you know what the I old mean canon, yeah. this is the real canon is dash rendar fighting ig88 <laughs> you know um so similarly with a with the comic book film stuff like i'm rereading uh like scott snyder's like batman eternal right now i just not that this is a good run at all but i just re- reread like the death and return of superman from the 90s which is a horrible arc but it's still like very nostalgic to me mm-hmm. and so and i'll probably reread flashpoint and stuff so i'm just trying to like remind myself that i can still immerse my myself in the source material in a way that feels fulfilling yeah and kind of do a a nice comfortable palate cleanse from this like art by committee 
bullshit that that's cool we're very deep in now you know and you can pick what's canon for you yeah you can go back to the works that you like yeah and read those and watch those and, yeah exactly yeah, i think that's good i do the same thing with like star trek stuff because i feel like constantly burnt by new star trek <laughs> material and then mm-hmm. i'll just go back and watch the wrath of khan and be like yo nice. this still exists and no one can ever touch it you know yeah. what i mean i still get to see like ricardo montalban like yelling at kirk in the nebula <laughs> And no amount of J.J. abrams the universe can ever take away the existence of this film. Right. So I'm trying to do the same thing and, like, really dive into, like, the legacy media of these things that I love. And that's kept me sort of sane and, like, anchored in, like, a level of, like, I, I want to say, like, healthy fandom and a relationship with this stuff that doesn't feel, like, fully exhausted. Because <laughs> if I were just fully immersed in these films, like... Yeah. I think I would just jump off entirely because I'm, I'm like the ship has sailed deep into the night for me on the movies. It does kind of feel already like the whole shared universe thing is just like a thing of its time. Like yeah. people have already given up on like the Lego universe, the Godzilla universe. Yeah, right. Like I'm kind of like DC's really just gonna give the reins to James Gunn and he's gonna fix everything. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> and like speaking of Star Wars, like I don't know if you guys saw this, but the director of the Flash, uh, Andy Muschietti, got hired to do the new Brave and the Bold, so like James Gunn's oh, really? version of Batman. Interesting. Huh. So he's going to be directing that, and that was announced before the Flash flopped. Yeah. So it kind of makes me wonder, like, is he going to get Colin Trevorrowed out of there? And <laughs> you probably are they going to stick to this? I don't know. I, I could see him get Trevorrowed out yeah. of there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Well, first. I'll start with this simpler question. Is it psychotic to either of you that the Blue Beetle is actually going to find its way to cinemas? Well, that's like allegedly going to kick off the James Gunn verse. Wait, Blue Beetle is a is in the new continuity? He says that is like the first character in my universe. No, so dude. So I don't know if storyline it fits in or they're just saying like this is my Blue Beetle. No, dude. Eh, He's the I pilot. Don't know. I mean, he he did what he did with Guardians, which like, you know, I don't know if I st- I haven't seen the new movie. No, I was I actually I was going to go see it today me. actually. Yeah. But I just yeah. didn't get around to it. But I liked that first one. Honestly, I didn't really give a shit about the Marvel movies until the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Thought that movie was super fun. Super good. So James Gunn can do stuff like that, right? Sure. Blue Beetle might be all right, but I know what you're saying. It is it's shocking to think that <laughs> anyone is making that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels like a lot of like corporate pablum at this point. I guess my more complex or or wide-reaching question was like, do you have any confidence that the the Gunniverse, as I just have, I've just, (laughs) I've just called it that for the first time, and anybody can feel free to use that. Do you have any faith that those movies are going to all come to fruition? Because I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. You think it gets aborted? I'm, I'm not entirely (laughs) sure that DC doesn't just shift to like a more sustainable model. Yeah. Because I think like with Joker. And the Batman, yeah, it proved beyond all reasonable doubt that people want to see these movies, even if they're standalone films that aren't in a shared universe. Yeah, they just want to see like actual human beings <laughs> with like a definitive artistic vision mm-hmm. making a thing. Right. And so that was the thing that dawned on me actually, like when I watched Obi Wan, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. was that I hate the prequels as films. I right. think that they're bad, like full stop. I even as a kid, I didn't really connect to them. Yeah. When I go back and revisit them, I don't think these are actually pretty good. There's right. no sort of revisionism in me about those films, right? <laughs> 
But when I do watch them, and I the the fucked up thing is I do go back and revisit them. Like yeah. usually once every year or two years, I'll just go back, sit down with them, try them try them on for size again. Same. And the thing about those films is that love them or hate them, they are the deeply misguided vision of like one man, right? Yeah. Which is something yeah. that I think to me feels a million times more relatable and tangible. It's something like like I can hold and bite into and chew on. Whereas this corporate pablum, even if the quality of the film is technically higher than e- e- like a Phantom Men- Menace or a re- uh, like a Attack of the Clones, certainly, yeah. even if the quality of the film is technically higher in so many respects, there's just like nothing there. There's no yeah. human yeah. soul behind it. It feels like Empty. the AI is all already writing the movies. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think like I'm I'm curious whether or not you know when like the Batman two comes out, et cetera, et cetera, and these movies continue to prove to do well and be well received by critics, if they're just going to pivot to uh, a model that prioritizes films like that or if they're just big enough that they'll just cast continue to cast a wide net and be like we'll put out this just like sort of juicy fruit chewing gum over here right you know for people to just consume willy-nilly my prediction is they actually go the star wars route and Mm -hmm. like they'll keep releasing like the matt reeves batman and joker in theaters yeah and they'll just hide the gunniverse on max and do streaming series sure I can that's, see that. That's what I would think because, yeah, I don't think like because well, some of it's already going to be just Max, yeah. like uh, Green Lantern and stuff Penguin like that. Penguin, and, yeah. right? Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be my estimation. I I don't know. Like I like James Gunn, but even yeah, like I have trouble seeing like his style working on like the Superman film that he's mm-hmm. developing. Like, yeah, yeah. I just don't think that's a good match for sure. But I mean, that's just going completely blind based on what he's done. But yeah. Did you think the tone of this movie, like, did you think the director and the writers did a decent job or like it was just kind of that movie by committee where they were aiming for everyone and speaking to no one? I think you guys are right that the tone feels kind of all over the place when you guys said that earlier, but it felt less that way than I expected it to. It felt less like a Frankenstein movie than I expected. I thought the third act in particular was very messy. The rest of it, I thought some of the writing was actually pretty decent. Like I kept being pleasantly surprised by how few plot contrivances there were. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. But I mean, I think the real problem with this movie, Ezra Miller was better than I expected, but I still don't think that they are the type of actor that can carry a movie like this on their shoulders. I don't, I don't think they did. Yeah. I think it's very difficult to have to act against yourself yeah and when younger barry showed up i actually thought that older barry became like kind of a character that i could invest in a little bit Mm -hmm. and i don't know who you would get i've been thinking all day i've been trying to recast (laughs) recast ezra miller Yeah. yeah and i can't figure out who that should be yeah i don't know that that was more the issue for me than than feeling like this was a committee movie yeah where it feels like a committee movie to me is the end where and this is maybe just a thing that dc does because they had a movie where you just watched like four youtube videos (laughs) right right before the third act (laughs) here's the trailer for every justice league member yeah but when there's like the disco balls that are just showing you different superman and stuff i completely didn't understand what that was supposed to be adding to the plot the movie right 
what the emotional weight of that was, it was completely lost on me. Yeah, if yeah. there was even an attempt to write that in, but it felt just more like they didn't really think about it and they just wanted yeah. to do a bunch of fan service stuff. It's like, yeah. oh shit, look at all the cameos Spider-Man got. We got to get some more in here. All yeah. we got is Michael Keaton. Yeah, for sure. It does. It, it did feel very Dick Measury with Marvel <laughs> where it's just like... We got characters. Right. We well, got seen... we got legacy acts. You know what I mean. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people kind of pissed about like all the people who passed away that they use the well, CGI footage. Yeah, of yeah, and for sure. It does Reeves kind of and... right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one got me, dude. I was like, you sons of bitches, dude. <laughs> you could have just let you couldn't just let the man lie peacefully in his grave. It's kind of weird. It feels a little disrespectful. Yeah. And like you're saying, it's like so that they can have the bigger dick than marvel it's like yeah. oh well, guys remember Christopher striver reeves like yeah of course we do but <laughs> you didn't have to put like an ai version of him on screen it looks terrible i honestly didn't even think nick cage was real like that wasn't him oh was no, it? That no, was no. All CGI, that right? looks awful yeah, yeah. Awful. that looked terrible also like that felt like that's the other thing too is like again like you pointed out this sort of for everyone and subsequently for no one sort of phenomenon that we're in with these films right now is just like the Nick Cage appearance is tailored yeah. towards a really specific type of person that yeah. knows Kevin Smith did a treatment for a 90s Superman film that Tim Burton was supposed to direct. You know what I mean? It's for people like me who are like, yeah, dude. Knows uh, everything yeah, going like, It had the spider. The spider was there. Right, the spider. Right, exactly. Right? Unreal. Like, it's not for a normal person, but, like, no. also it's just one of those things where it's like, then why include it at all? Because any sane person would have cut that. Right. right. Any sane person would have cut that. Like, why include this at all? It's for essentially no one. And the people that you are pandering to with this are going to roll their eyes at it if they have, like, even a modicum of self-respect or, yeah. like, common sense. They're going to be like, this sucks. Don't mm-hmm. do this. The Christopher Reeves thing really pissed me off. Uh, yeah. I think particularly because of the fact that, like, those movies, like, particularly Superman 1 and 2 are the only films that have ever gotten like an on-screen Superman characterization remotely right, in my opinion, where they're like, he's a, he's actually a symbol of hope and a relatable guy and like a person that you're rooting for every second that he's on the screen because he is the ideal. He's the, the man that everyone else reaches towards. He's like, he is the moral paragon that he should be, that he's written to be. Like, he's the anchor point for all of, like, humankind's goodness and aspirational, sort of, like, all of all of humankind's aspirations, right? And, like, every modern depiction of Superman, he's, like, a tormented man. He's <laughs> right. dark. He's brooding. He's <laughs> killing Zod. You know what I mean? It's just, like, I mean, not to say that he doesn't kill Zod in those movies, too, because he throws him in a chasm. So uh, the fact that they even had the gall to, like, <laughs> revive his corpse to throw in this movie that's like an end cap on a universe that's so fully shat on the legacy of Superman as a character. I just want... There were moments, like, this is not a visual medium, obviously, but there were moments where I was, like, in the third act particularly, because I I thought act one and two, I was rocking with it mostly, where I was just like, this is fine. I'm I'm enjoying myself enough that I'm, I don't regret yeah, the price of admission. That's how I felt. Yeah. And then when the third act hit, there were like moments where I was like holding my head with both of my hands and going, Oh, and I was just in the theater alone, just going like, fuck, dude, this sucks. This is pissing me off so much. Back to the, the Nick Cage thing. I have an uncle who always texts me when he goes and sees these movies and he's like, okay, like, but who's that purple guy at the end of Avengers? I don't know what this is. Right. I can just imagine like, 
average moviegoer going, what the? Nick Cage is Superman? When did I miss this? Right. Why yes. is this in this movie? That's right. exactly right. Most people will be like, wait, what did I miss? <laughs> I mean, it's not even really that much stronger a choice to end your movie with Clooney because it's yeah. like, no. even I forgot that he played Batman when yeah. he showed up on screen. I thought it was just a George Clooney joke. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, I was telling Max as we left, I was like, at least they left Val alone. They left your guy Kilmer out That's of it. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Val has my heart, man. I love that guy. <laughs> well, that was the other thing I was wondering. I was like, oh, God, with all this CGI shit, are they going to throw old Heath Ledger in the mix? Like, what are they going to do? Who's going to be the first one bad. to do that? Yeah. yeah. And I, th- I think there, there's no, like, greater argument against the notion of, like, corporate personhood than just, like, watching these films and watching the way in which they just, like, literally reanimate corpses with no sort of, like ethical qualms about it whatsoever you know well this film in particular felt like you were just watching a video game like there was occasionally a floating face that you recognize but like it reminded me like the bad soprano cgi when they like cgi'd the mom's head after she passed yeah it's like it's just floating faces all around these like playstation 3 level graphics yeah yeah, for sure no doubt It's just so strange. Like like you said, there's no personal attachment. Like even when it was Michael Keaton, like I have all these memories with, mm-hmm. it just felt like he was doing cut scenes where like that was actually him. And then when it was Batman, it was like, no, this is just a video game well, simulation so, of uh, LeBron versus Michael Jordan the or video, something. <laughs> the video gamification felt like a bummer too because it's just like the moments where we did get to see like Keaton's Batman in action, yeah. it was very like Arkham video game style, yeah. Yeah. which I love those video games, but they are video games. Yeah, and same so, with Affleck. Right, exactly. So you go from this sort of like, you're taking this Batman that is fairly grounded right like the burton i mean the burton universe is psychotic in its own way but like (laughs) as far as like the physical limitations of the characters within that universe it's fairly grounded right and all of a sudden this now aged michael keaton batman is gliding around and like drop kicking russians fight scenes there was just a total disconnect for me yeah like my mind was instantly just like how old do you think that stunt guy is? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he just looks so stiff, like just reading lines in the bat suit. And then all of a sudden he's like fucking Gumby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roundhouse kicking people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, just got nuts. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to say Oh, shit, yeah. I'll, I'll edit that. I'll censor that. <laughs> it makes me so nervous for Indiana Jones now, too. Like I'm. Don't be nervous. It it's make... going to be terrible. Yeah, it doesn't just, make me like, nervous. There's like, no it's... reason to get there's your no hopes You just know what to expect. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be bad. Of yeah. course it's going to be bad. I, I mean, again, why is Harrison Ford doing this, dude? Like, he's just a... So His career really doesn't make sense to me. No, it's, it's lunatic shit. Um, so I think what you said also deserves like more time about Ezra Miller as an actor or sort of their ability to carry a film. We haven't really talked about them. No. No. So, like, regardless of all of the off-screen, just, like, full-on just psychosis that this person is experiencing, right, there's something difficult for me to place about Ezra Miller as an actor because I can't in good conscience say that they're not good at what they do Mm -hmm. but there is something to me that is like profoundly unlikable about them (laughs) as i watch them on the screen i'm just like i mean i think that the flash is not written in a way that really appeals to me anyway but that with a strong enough performance i think you could circumvent that Mm -hmm. but there's just something about like watching ezra miller on screen that is just like not 
pleasing to me. And it's not that they're doing a bad job with right. the material. It's just like, I don't think I like this watching this person do things. I don't know. Have yeah. you seen them outside of the flash? I have it. Okay. I have it. Yeah. Here's my theory. Cause I've heard that they're good in that. What was it? Perks of being a wallflower. Oh, that's like right. their yeah, first yeah, big sure, yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone put this really well and it's, it's like really simple. They're not funny. Ezra Miller right. is not funny for sure. And they're trying to play a funny character as the flash. Right. And it's like someone that has, a funny friend mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, I can do that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what it looks like. Maybe and that's I think it. That's why first Barry kind of worked for me in this movie because they're trying to be funny as that character until the younger character shows up. Right. And then first Barry becomes the straight man. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it was like, I kind of liked some of what they were doing. I agree, uh, for sure. Like some of the more paternal stuff they were doing mm -hmm. towards their younger self, I was like, yeah. I was into it. I was invested in that for the character, but they're not funny. So no, they should have gotten someone else if they wanted to do the quirky flash. Well, yeah. It kind of goes back to the characterization thing. Like they kind of pigeonholed him as the comic relief yeah. in right. Justice League. Sure. So to have him leading a movie as comic relief and then have a younger version who's an even more amped up version of that, right. like yeah. it just got annoying. I couldn't stand Young Barry. Yeah, Young mm -hmm. Barry was tough. That was a tough one. <laughs> Real watch. bad. To have Barry like in his own movie, not have his powers too, that was kind of a bummer. Like we're gonna have to put up with young Barry this yep. whole movie leading the charge. Yeah. Like that's a lot. There was there were a few sort of like check marks in the film that just felt like they were running down a list of potential ideas. Like literally the writer's room was just like <laughs> We could do this thing, and they're and eventually everyone was like, "Oh yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that." And then we'll yeah. just figure out like figuring out how to write a film around that idea right. was the secondary thing. <laughs> so like, you have like older and younger self checkbox right with a time a timeline thing a timeline discrepancy, and then you have like main character loses their powers, which is always one of my least favorite things in a film where that hinges around characters with extraordinary powers. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, sick, dude. I get to watch this movie where the person with extraordinary powers doesn't get to use them. That's yeah. awesome, dude. That's why I come here, to escape real life <laughs> where I have no powers, to watch somebody who should have powers not have powers yeah, for two it, and a half hours. In their yeah. first standalone film. Right, in their <laughs> yeah. first fucking standalone film. Like, yeah. no, we're not going to explore sort of like what they can do within the limits of like the speed force. and No, we're just going to take their powers away almost instantly instantly and then not have them for the majority of the film <laughs> so that was a real that really stuck in my craw but then another sort of like check uh, on the list of, i i truly imagine this is has to be how they wrote this film it's just like the reluctant batman like there was not even a moment where i was not i would have bet the life of my own mother that they were going to be like so will you help us and he was going to be like uh no pass right. like of course of course he's going to say no and then there's going to be like just the most marginal sort of cursory level of like resistance. And eventually there's going to be some appeal to his humanity and he's going to be watching them through a camera and be like, okay, I'll do it on Batman again. Right. We it's, all got dead parents. We didn't Let's see much of that. There wasn't a lot of connective <laughs> tissue there. It's become one of those things. It's like, well, you've seen this in other movies. Yeah. So you right. know. Yeah. yeah I, like when, when they, when he was reluctant Batman, like, I just was like, why? Why Why right. did we have to have reluctant Batman? Yeah. Why couldn't we just have enthusiastic, yes, I'm still Batman. I'm a, I have a single-minded devotion to the mission. That's who I am. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Right. If there was an ever if there was ever a good opportunity for that, because yeah, we've had a lot of like brooding Batman 
uh, right. recently. Yeah. So yeah, this would have been. In, you're totally right. This would have been the movie to do that in. Or just yeah. have him be like grizzled. I don't got time for this. Who the fuck are you, kid? Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he, he doesn't have to be right. painting and wearing a scarf. Yeah. Like, it could, <laughs> yeah. He easily could have just been like, I got too much going on in Gotham, man. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to do the reluctant sort of additional yeah. older grizzled hero, you could definitely take that angle where it's just like. I got to deal with the Joker gang. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, so I think the treatment of like Batman as a character in this, like I knew it wasn't going to be particularly respectful or satisfying, but I'm a sucker. At the end of the day, that's what sucks about me as a guy is that like I'm the worst kind of dude with this kind of (laughs) shit because I will talk shit on it incessantly. I'll be like, I'm done. Fuck these films. They're horrible. (laughs) They're corporate pablum. They're nothing. And then I will see all of them open day, opening yeah. day because I just can't not see them. I hear you. Yeah. You know, I don't know why I am this yeah. way, but that I'm was just this like, movie for me, like yeah. more than any in recent memory. Maybe Batman versus Superman was oh, the other oh, one yeah, where yeah, I was yeah, like, sure. "This looks so fucking dumb." Yeah. Let's go at midnight. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> we got to see how bad this is. I just like seeing movies, man. Well, yeah, you know what I mean, for sure. I just love. I love the act of like going to a movie theater and just eating popcorn and making myself sick with a giant Pepsi that a human shouldn't even be allowed to legally buy. Right. And just like watching a bad film that. Yeah. Like perverts and distorts all of my favorite childhood memories. There's just mm-hmm. something about it that I really like. I don't know why. Yeah, I think that's part of my positivity on this one too. Is like we don't go to movies too often, yeah. but every time we go to a movie together, I end up liking it, yeah. even yeah. if it's The Flash. Yeah, <laughs> I I did. I think this was. I can't say it with finality because there are a few Snyderverse movies I skipped altogether. Like uh-huh. I never got around to. Wonder Woman 84 or uh, Black Adam. Oh, I saw Black Adam in the theater, too. I don't know why. (laughs) I think The Flash is my worst, personally. I mean... If you saw saw 84... I'd probably have a different opinion. You'd have a different opinion. (laughs) And Black Adam, too, actually, I think is is worse. Those are both really bad. They're both terrible. Also, the first Suicide Squad is, like, nigh on unwatchable. I always forget that is Snyderverse, technically. It's technically Snyderverse, yeah. Okay, Suicide Squad's the worst. That's true. I mean, it's a nightmare. (laughs) It is a nightmare of a film. What's your What's your top? I don't know. I think it might actually be Man of Steel. Man of yeah. Steel. To be honest. No doubt for me, Man Even of Steel. Even though they do a lot of dumb shit in that movie, I think like start to finish, I would say that's the only one that's like a quality movie I yeah. would put on and it, feel good about. It feels mm-hmm. like a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that was like, it just, it still feels like cinema on some level. Yeah. Again, it feels like a man or a person, or a group of people with a vision for a movie, and they sat down and they made the movie that yeah. they wanted to make with a minimal amount of corporate sort of meddling. Right. You know, The worst you for you. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I mean, like I said, there's still a few that I need to see, but it was it was pretty bad. All right, so let me take the temperature on a couple things. We got any BVS fans in the house? Mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman? Mm, no. How are we feeling about that one? I no. know that it's no. bad, <laughs> But like the Star Wars prequels, I will watch it and be like, I appreciate what they tried to do. Yeah. I'm a defender of that one on the same level as like, if you want to call me a defender of of this movie. I mean, I'm about at the same point with Batman versus Superman where I'm like, I can see what they were trying to do. And there were some all right ideas. But, you know, 
There were some ideas. At least <laughs> yeah. there were the seeds of ideas in there, mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. I think mm-hmm. if they would have just made that just a straight Man of Steel sequel with Doomsday as the villain and not shoehorned yeah. in Batman and every other member on yeah. the YouTube trailer Justice right, League circuit, right. sure. it could have been a decent movie. But then you don't have Ben Affleck's Batman, and I think that... It's a pretty good Batman. I, he is I good. And it's good in that movie. In that you know? movie in particular, he's really good. That's yeah. the thing. So I always go back and I'll rewatch that movie every few years and just for the sort of Batman sequences with, sure. with Ben Affleck. Yeah. And it the thing that bums me out the most about the Snyderverse is like the wasted potential of Affleck as Batman. Even in I this movie, think, even yeah. in this one, he's yes. there for like two seconds. So yeah, like, I thought you'd come back. One of the best parts he's, of this movie. He's great. I think like full stop, he is a perfect casting as Batman. And if they get close to a good characterization of any characters in the course of any of these films, Batman is the closest that they get. Yeah. You know, the closest they get. I think it falls up. He falls apart a lot in Justice League. But I oh, think in, yeah. in BVS, at the very least, I thought the characterization of Batman is pretty good. It's interesting. Like, yeah. and him seeing this Kryptonian as like, a threat as yeah. opposed to, like I think that's a very Batman level thing I mean yeah. even in like even in like the DCAU and like the classic like 90s like Justice League like you know he always has like a piece of kryptonite that like it's revealed oh, yeah. like in right. in universe <laughs> he has a piece of kryptonite on him at all times because even though Superman is his homie and Clark is his homie he understands like the innate risk of Superman going rogue, right. and he has contingency plans for killing this dude for even everyone. In, for, for yes, for right. everyone, right? Yeah, for every <laughs> like, superhuman. Even in this, the kids' version of this character, <laughs> they're like, this dude co- can and does have a plan to kill every metahuman <laughs> if he needs to. So I thought in BVS, the angle of him being like this motherfucker has to be stopped. He is a threat to mm-hmm. like humankind is like a very good characterization. I think a lot of people thought that you were supposed to be on board with Batman and that's like not a good way to watch that movie. No, yeah, You're not exactly. supposed to be like thinking that he's doing the best job. Right, yeah, exactly. So. Not as bad as the Nick Cage thing, but that one kind of like makes a lot of assumptions with the audience as well. We're like... Yeah. yeah, if you just go in, like, I want to watch a Batman movie. Right. Oh, this dude's fucking branding people, and, like, what's wrong with yeah, Batman? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You don't necessarily jump to that conclusion of, like, yeah, not every Batman has this, like, perfect moral compass. Right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So Man of Steel is... I'm surprised. That's the consensus I best so. Snyderverse so. movie. Yeah. I, think pretty, I think pretty definitively for me. Like, yeah. no question. Yeah. I think I liked Wonder Woman more when it came out, but I don't... That's not like a movie I'm ever like tempted to go back no, and revisit. It's I never think, occurred to me. Same. I was just relieved that it wasn't dog shit. I yeah, think. <laughs> I know. I was honestly thinking about it the other day, and I feel kind of bad. I mean, I should probably go back and rewatch it before I change my like rating of it or anything. Yeah. But I was kind of realizing that same thing. It's I didn't know what to expect for Wonder Woman. I really wanted it to be good, and so I think I probably looked past some of the stuff that was not good about that one. Yeah. The ending again. I mean, you can say. <laughs> You can say that honestly about most superhero movies, but yeah, that villain and that ending, and again, the CGI, it's like, what the hell was that? Yeah, I'm really tired of just like CGI characters just, just smashing less. into each other, just do less, literally, yeah. do less, do like. And it's, it seems like the, the general consensus is that nobody likes this, right? So, why continue why keep doing it? Yeah, it, I think the fatigue is like. We're totally at that point now. Like, I don't think it's just you. I mean, if yeah. it is you, like, right. you're a comic book fan and everything. And right. I think we just need a break from all this stuff. I like, would agree. Yeah. 
it's mostly not good anymore for sure that's my annoyance is like warner can't accept that like you just need a hard break and just give it a rest like yeah. we already know seems like even marvel has kind of figured out yeah at to least backpedal a little bit like, well i think a lot of those films are getting pushed back right the marvel films yeah. like the whole slate like a lot of it has been pushed back and i have some suspicion that a fair amount of those movies will get just full-on canceled at some point right. mm-hmm. i also just the idea i think the impatience of these studios is wild too because like literally you could also just do what a lot of great comic book runs do which is like set up a character give them time to build their own sort of in-universe continuity and lore and then merge them at such a time that it makes sense to do that you don't even have to mention that any of these characters are in a shared universe until such a time that it makes sense plot like narratively right like you could do the batman and then you could do a superman relaunch and none of it would even have to be aware of the other property in universe until finally all of the pieces are set and it makes sense to do it. And suddenly they all become aware of each other. And now, you know, whatever, like that's my biggest thing with Batman versus Superman. Like it's literally like the cart before the horse. Yeah, exactly. I I love Ben Affleck's Batman, but the fact that he's just dropped into this movie and we're supposed to know everything about him, like, yeah, for sure. does a disservice to him and like setting up that character. For Mm -hmm. sure. It's rough. It just seems like they're making the same mistake by having James Gunn, like restart this and like, is he going to take Peacemaker with him? Does the f- Ezra Miller get to go into his universe? Like, I don't think so. No, there's what? no way. No way, dude. <laughs> What's happening with this Aquaman sequel that comes out in December? Oh, that's Jesus. Just like... I forgot about the fucking Aquaman <laughs> sequel, man. I mean, that's why nobody saw Shazam, right? Like, they knew this isn't going anywhere. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> and Black Adam has, like, a fucking post-credits scene that is sets up a movie that won't happen. It's not going to happen. Which right. is so funny to me. <laughs> it's so emblematic of, like, the moment that we're in, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, just trying to have, like, your cake and eat it, too, by, like, okay, but Harley Quinn was cool, and James Gunn directed that movie, so we'll take her, yeah. but we're going to recast this, and we're going to have our own right. Batman. It's just yeah, like... no way, Jose. It's exhausting to think about. The other thing I was going to mention, though, is that's interesting, too, is, like, those movies are, I guess, far enough down the line where, like, any of them have only really started pre-pro, I guess, unless, like, Blue Beetle is going to be the first in this new continuity, which is news to me, but... This movie is a multiverse film that in no way lays any groundwork <laughs> whatsoever for them to spin off into the new like multiverse, which I think is interesting. It literally uh, just does like the most sort of cursory surface level introduction of the concept of the multiverse. Right. And that's it. So that seemed interesting because you would I, I would imagine this to be like a vehicle for sort of like priming everyone for this new dceu that's a good point but there's there is really none of that there because you don't you know there's nothing like there's no dominoes set you know really i took it as it was just a convenient way to trap ezra miller in like the worst timeline with george clooney (laughs) yeah yeah just like that's it we're done no more that could be that could be yeah (laughs) yeah did you guys happen to see across the spider-verse no did you i haven't yet 
I did. You did. I, I forgot. That was going to be my hot take last time we recorded. I think I liked Super Mario Brothers more than Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers was barely a movie, so. Yeah. Well, that's what I told Max. Like, it benefited from being based or, like, not explaining anything. It's based yeah. on a game where you just run and jump. For sure. So that's what the movie was. I, I felt What'd like... What you think of the movie? A Super, Super Mario Bros.? Yeah. It was fun. Like, yeah. I, had a fi- okay. I had a fine time with it. You know yeah. what I mean? I did think it was, like... A, li- a like a little narrative light for my like oh, yeah. <laughs> like it could have used because like dude the, the the degree like i know it's for kids you know right but the degree to which like mario just pops into this new world he like goes up to peach and he's like here's my situation and she's like sick let's go <laughs> right. like that's it. like i mean that is no exaggeration <laughs> what happens on screen she's like sounds like a compelling reason to do a thing well let's go do it now <laughs> I think if there's anything that turns me into the Unabomber, like finally, <laughs> it will be the use of licensed music in films. Because, dude, the fl- and the Flash, the fight scene where I can't oh. even remember. Oh, the white stripes kicks oh, off. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm making the pipe bomb when I get home. How are you? How do you do that and then just like cut to Danny Elfman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That was jarring. So the Mario Brothers film that I think mm-hmm. I felt I felt insulted by the fact that like Koji Kondo has like he created like one of the most iconic video game scores of all time, mm-hmm. and they had they have so many pieces of music from which to pull, and like they just were like license song after license <laughs> song, and I was like, Yo, fuck you, people, dude, just yeah. like Max did call me on that when I. Uh supported it last time he's like the fucking beastie boys are in that I, movie, oh, aren't they it's like they're from brooklyn it's dude <laughs> dude uh, yo do you know can, i can't i wish you could have been with me in the theater when i saw this the jj abrams star trek film that had the beastie boys oh in it. yeah like i grew up like a next gen fan yeah. and like a deep space nine fan <laughs> i went as data for when I was five years old for Halloween. That's so cool. Right. Dude. So I don't know if it is cool, but it is, <laughs> it is to me. But it's true. Yeah, it's but it is, there is evidence of the, there's photographic evidence of me as a five year old in a data costume. But dude, to like go from that, <laughs> to go from like the contemplative, character driven, like Star Trek to like, oh yeah. <laughs> like just like lasers on screen. <laughs> I felt like I was just going to start just like fucking just tipping chairs. Like I was, oh. So the licensed music thing, dude, that that was... Whew, and they had some good like musical Easter eggs in there for Mario, though. There's yeah, a couple sure. little hints that there, I liked. There were, but That's again, cool. Koji, Probably unnecessary. Koji Kondo, <laughs> yeah, a that's prolific, like, incredible composer. Yeah, that's at least 50% of why those games were popular and yeah. were good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Maybe J.J. Sure. Abrams is the reason I don't like the Beastie Boys anymore. <laughs> I still That's a fucked up thing, too, is I still love the Beastie Boys. Like I revisit that shit constantly i think those records are great like but no if i ever have to hear sabotage in a movie again <laughs> yeah that one's I'm overdone go, i'm going off the again they've end, got a dude. great catalog of work you're gonna keep yeah. drawing from the I same know, like dude. two three songs yeah dude right yeah it's an, we live in a nightmare world boys <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry to say we live in a nightmare uh, world at right. least they didn't do like queen's flash gordon theme or Ooh, anything that's true yeah <laughs> yeah for sure Although, yo, here, you know what I want? I want, like, I want to go back to the good old days of, the, like, the late 80s, early 90s, where instead of using licensed music, we just pay artists right. to do yeah. a, fil- a song the for the tie film. In. Yeah, the soundtrack tie-in, but that's in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like Highlander, like the Queen <laughs> Highlander song. Ooh, dude, that's one of the hardest Queen tracks. <laughs> and it's just, like, prominently featured 
in the film. Like, yeah. this it, rocks. Dude. It used to be a staple that of the cool. superhero movie. Yeah, like for you sure. had. What was that? Evanescence and Daredevil and fucking oh, yeah. Seal and Batman Forever. Oh, dude, Seal and Michael Batman. Back and Spider-Man 2. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I, sure. I, Although I, the Spider-Man one, uh, that was what? Nick, uh, the dude Some from Shat- No, well, that was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we're all about. That was good. Uh, oh, yeah. that, that was that one. But I was thinking of the Chad Kroger. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah the, dude, the dude from, it was what? The dude from Saliva. Saliva. Oh. And the guy from Nickelback. You really needed both of those dudes on that track. What a nightmare, dude. <laughs> I guess now that I'm thinking about it, let's not do that. Actually, <laughs> and I guess it still still sometimes does get done, like in like you know rolling over the credits kind of thing. Yeah. But I also am like very cynical about modern pop music, so now that I'm thinking about it, like I guess maybe I don't want that. What to was happen. it? Deep Blue Sea. That. Uh... Oh, the LL Cool J. That was good. Dude, my hat is like a shark my, fin. My hat yeah. is like a shark fin. Oh, dude, that one fucking rocked. My hat is like a shark fin is like one of the fucking sickest lines. It doesn't mean anything at all. Oh, man, that rules. All right. And on that note, (laughs) thank you for joining us. We'll be back a couple weeks, I think. Probably Indiana Jones will be the next one, right? Yeah. I'll be front and center in the theater for that, too, even though it's going to make me sick to my farting stomach. Right back to the bad CGI and... Ancient dudes still trying to be action heroes. So can't can't <laughs> wait to just see a CGI bendy Harrison Ford doing front flips. <laughs> Hooray! For more, visit internetkillthevideostore.com.